Thanks for taking the time to speak with me. No, it's fine. It's all good. Great. So um, I'm familiar with the Coral Gables installation, but this cool. one is coming to Key Biscayne. Yeah, that's right. They're actually installing it as we speak between um, palm trees, which is only they're only just tall enough. It's like there's like a little gap between, you know, the bottom of the earth and the ground. So it's only just tall enough because. Um, so, yeah, it's quite quite exciting times. Tell me about the whole concept and how it fits our island, our little barrier island and, you know, how how, how it works, all works. Well, it's, it's an artwork um, created out of sort of high-res NASA imagery, and it provides the opportunity to see the Earth um, as if you're almost floating in space looking down at the planet. Uh, it's internally illuminated, so it's very beautiful in the evening. And um, and I'm hoping, yeah, it, it will help people talk about the issues of climate change and, um, and what we've got to do to, to deal with it. What is the message about climate change? You you obviously feel strongly about it. Well, um, it's it's kind of interesting. I suppose the message depends on who you're speaking with. You know, if you're speaking to a four-year-old child or if you're speaking to a climatologist, uh, a climate skeptic or a campaigner or a scientist, you you know, so there's so much to talk about. So it's one of those things. I've made an artwork that hopefully will help people have difficult conversations, perhaps. It acts as a focus point for people to, to think about the climate crisis and what we need to do to avoid climate catastrophe when i look at these um you know these the, you said these images came from nasa right they're there are they um low earth orbit high earth orbit how what are your what are your sources it's, it's a composition uh of imagery that was taken um september 2014 i think it is something like that so it's all made um yeah, a number of satellites that have kind of composed the imagery and it's all been stitched together. So it's a 23-foot diameter sculpture. So it's something like 1.8 million times smaller than the real Earth, something like that. And it's really nice to be able to see the planet three-dimensionally. You realise just, you know, you go round the back and you won't be able to see any... There's a, a moment where you're standing, you can't see any landmass at all. It's just all Pacific Ocean. You just realise how... And also how huge Africa is, you know, by comparison to Europe, which you can see behind me. You just can't. Yes. You just can't see Europe. It's teeny weeny. So you get a sense of how maps, they sort of distort uh, our sense of the planet. Right. The projection, um, the projection doesn't do the three dimensional image justice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, the projection is designed you know with the users in mind doesn't it so you often find these images of england looking absolutely massive you know and africa looking really small and it's it's real britannia right (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, cartography (laughs) yeah you know it's kind it's kind of interesting it's kind of interesting and actually if you look closely on the sculpture you can actually see that the effects of deforestation in um in brazil you know it's, it's it's quite something one thing I, you know, I used to cover the space program a lot and it would interview astronauts who have, you know, uniquely, right, a, a small group of people who have a personal three-dimensional view from space. Yeah, totally. Out the window of a space station or, or, or a spacecraft. Um, and they are always, without exception, the, the ability to see the planet as a whole, as a planet, 
yeah, in three dimensions is very moving for them. Did yeah. you have that response when you finally assembled this and said, "Now I've 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 laid it out." Yeah, absolutely. We're presenting this in different contexts, so it's going in to science museums, but it's also going into kind of cathedrals and all sorts of yeah concert halls and festivals and some yeah and some people get quite emotional about it when they realize that they see the planet sometimes when it's you know when it's presented indoors it's also slowly turning it's on a motor um people get quite emotional about it the fact that you, you realize just how interconnected we all are and how you know what we do in um america or in in europe is it greatly affects everyone else on the planet um and yeah, it can be, it can be quite huge, it can be quite huge. It's, yeah. But you, I think scientists and astronauts, they realize just the fact we've got all our history and all our life and existence are all on this little blue planet. Right. Which is a sort of, and they get to see it floating in the blackness of space. And they realize just, you know, there's a, there's a strength there, but there's also a fragility as well. Um, and, and we're, we're, we're screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, the the location in Key Biscayne um uh the uh would be it's on the, this reflecting pool and are you directing it remotely your your colleagues send you images how what is the actual process of how you oversee it yeah so I've got a rigger there at the moment and he's in, installing it uh we've looked at yeah technical diagrams and drawings and measured the height of these trees and all this sort of stuff and my rigger there uh, Ben he's installed it a few times before so um yeah it comes it comes there's a lot of sort of practicalities in involved with it um but it, usually yeah all the rigging and the planning all that that's the difficult bit once, once all that's in place, then the earth artwork gets installed within half an hour or so. Gotcha. And the does it does it? I'm visualizing it. People have superimposed the image, you know, uh, on that spot, and it almost kind of looks like to me like it's being nestled or or held by the you know the the, the palm trees, the fronds are in the background, almost like the oak leaf cluster around the United Nations. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing it, actually, especially in the evening. That's that's when it really comes alive and looks really beautiful. So, um, and yeah, in Coral Gables, it was very successful. You know, I don't know how many thousands of people came to see it, but uh, the, the moon artwork that was there. But right. um, it, yeah, I think the Earth, because I, I made the moon first, and that was that was very successful. And of course, we've been staring at the moon for 200,000 years. So the moon has inspired all this sort of mythologies and stories and cultures and music and religion, and you know, all around the world. Whereas it's only been 60 years since we've been able to, humanity has been able to see the Earth as this sort of blue planet floating in the blackness of space. Um, and it resonates very differently. You know, when you look at it, it's, it's a very different thing. It's quite emotional. <laughs> think about it in all sorts of different ways i think it acts like a kind of mirror to society so people yeah. project themselves onto it you know well um, art in general one would say that is one of its great purposes and great yeah joys yeah. is being able, able to reflect the world and the people in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um what's next for you uh, does this does you look for additional locations what's People well, we get inquiries. They're going to want to know what you're doing next. <laughs> well, we get we get inquiries 
all the time for these moons and Earth, so that all these artworks are drawing simultaneously. And my job really is to <clears throat> just to help ensure that there are no mess ups, but also to develop new projects. Um, so on Saturday, I'm actually going to Sierra Leone, and I'm I'm installing solar powered lighting in lots of public areas in the slums there. Wow. And we'll be running kind of light art workshops with local artists. Um, and as, and then we'll be having a sort of switch on event in, in the slums on Saturday night, which will be really interesting. And then making a film and then that film becomes part of another installation. But I'm juggling about 10 projects all simultaneously. It's slightly crazy. And we have about 100 exhibitions each year. Um, and then, you know, each year there's development of creation of new projects and some artworks. You know, they fall a bit flat. They might get presented once or twice. And then other projects like the moon and the earth, they sort of ignite people's um, interest and get invited all over the place. If you had to compare, and I, I know sometimes artists hate this kind of question, compare the moon to this pro- to this installation, what would be a comparison? How do you see it? Yeah, I, I think in some ways that they're... They're quite similar. There's something interesting about scale. It's, when you're standing next to something like this, it makes you feel quite small but um, because you're standing in front of a really large object. But the moon on the Earth that we've made it is a sort of scale replica, so we've shrunk something down. So there's something interesting about that, um, that sense of the sense of scale. The art, both artworks, they come with a, a surround sound composition by a composer called Dan Jones. So this Earth composition, um, it's got the sounds of um, people talking talking about the earth rise, um, photographs from 1968. And it's got people talking about, uh, kids talking about climate change. It's got the sounds of the seas. So all sorts of, all sorts of things. And, um, yeah, yeah and the, the composition is there to help kind of connect the sculpture with the surrounding architecture. And, 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 and an advice to uh, someone who wants to come and view it, how, what's the best way to soak it in, would you say? I'd probably arrive around sunset, you know, and, and see and watch how it, how it changes. I and mean, that's really nice to see how it changes. Great. Um, to go from, from day to night. But yeah, it'll look good in the, in the daytime and at night. Um, and, you know, I think a good artwork will be enjoyed in different ways. Uh, also, the public become part of the artwork as well, lots of time. So it's quite nice to see other people enjoying this thing. Um, and so there's a bit of that involved. I like making artwork in public domain because it, it reaches a very broad demographic. And there's lots of people who, do, who feel slightly, um, you know, nervous or apprehensive going into an opera house or a, a theatre or a gallery. Yeah. And it's quite nice to deliver artwork that gets experienced by everybody. Well, thank you, uh, Luke, for speaking with me. Where, where are you speaking from, if I may ask? I'm in Bristol at the moment, in England, yeah. Bristol, England. All right, well, thank you, and, uh, I, and, and good luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much. It's nice right. to meet you, Tony. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.